This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Oh, you must know how it goes. A princess locked in a tower and beset by a dragon is rescued by a brave knight. And then they share true love's first kiss. Hmm? With Shrek? You think, wait, 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 you think that Shrek is your true love? Well, yes. <laughs> you think Shrek is your true love? <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> Let's just say I'm not your type, okay? Of course you are. You're my rescuer. Now, now remove your helmet. Look, I really don't think this is a good idea. Just take off the helmet. I'm not going to. Take it off. No! Now! Okay, easy. You're a, an ogre. Oh, you were expecting Prince Charming. Well, yes, actually. Oh, no. This is all wrong. You're not supposed to be an ogre. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show. I say this calls for action, and now... Did someone love you in spite of your ogreness? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, to today's Christian Car Guy show. When did someone love you in spite of your ogreness, right? And if you were listening in closely at my intro there, you would hear Shrek and Fiona, which the genius of that scene is beyond my understanding. And the more I have thought about it over the years, the more I see the genius in it. You see... Underneath our helmets, we all are ogres. I mean, to some extent, we're broken. We have all sorts of shenanigans that we've been involved in. <laughs> all sorts of stuff that we are, in fact, ogres. But we put on a pretty good helmet that where people don't necessarily see that we're ogres. And at the same time, if you know the story, Fiona, too, was an ogre. But she didn't look like an ogre in this particular scene. She looked like a princess. And so the reason why she was so disappointed because Shrek was an ogre is because she, in fact, knew that she was an ogre, right? And so the idea of somebody loving you in spite of the fact that in reality you're an ogre is grace, right? And that's what Jesus has to offer. And so after that, you heard Christian Bushes, and actually that's the theme song to the original Say Yes to the Dress, which I just love that. I, you know, I, I'm hoping that Christian Bush is a Christian because that song speaks to forever now. Okay. In other words, 
and and just what he said, like a diamond in the rough that you cut and polish up, right? That's what Jesus does with us, right? He takes, he embraces our ogreness, and the next thing you know, forever now. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing picture. So, uh, <laughs> if I know I appreciate Richard and the guys filling in for me last week because I was on a trip with a diamond in the rough. You see, my mother-in-law. Um, passed away here a few weeks ago, and she had a 2006 Chrysler Sebring that I actually sold to her. Um, and she only she didn't drive it very much; it only had like 43,000 miles on it. But it sat in my driveway for the last four years. She wouldn't give me the keys to it to drive it around. You know, she didn't trust me necessarily or whatever. And so the car sat there, and it wasn't opened. The door wasn't opened on the car for four years, right? And so we knew that it was her desire that her son in Montana get the car. And after she passed, you know, we got the keys and I went and opened up the car and literally there was four inches of water on the floorboard because it had a sunroof that apparently had some kind of malfunction. (laughs) And there was four inches of water on the floor. So my first mission was to get the water off the floor. Then the battery, of course, went bad after it sat there and the tires had flat spots and you know, we knew that the car needed to go to my brother-in-law who was in Montana, right? And so we started talking about how to ship this car and whatever. And Tammy wanted to see her brother. And we actually wanted to do a service for her mother over Mother's Day because uh, we hadn't done her funeral. Um, and so we were going to go do that in Montana. We, You know, she was cremated, so we had her ashes and we were going to take him to Montana. It, and it just seemed to make sense that we'd take this car. <laughs> Which a lot of people thought, Robbie, you got to be nuts. That car sat still for four years. Well, you know, it was a diamond in the rough. And, and, and it's true that the ABS light came on not long after we took off, which, you know, had us kind of white knuckling it for a while there. And there's, it's also true that it leaked water if it rained hard. And it, it was also true that, it had, you know, those tires were just, they, they didn't exactly weren't as balanced as. But the more we drove that car, you know, and again, we drove it 2,400 miles the more we fell in love with it. I mean, it had its defects, right? But but fortunately, Tammy's brother is a very gifted mechanic. In fact, he used to work for me at Bob Neal. I mean, well, both at Bob Neal and at Westside, Chrysler Dodge Jeep. And he, he went right to work on it. My understanding is he's already fixed the water leak and he's fixed the ABS light. And he's the, all that happened to the tires, they threw some kind of a, a, a wheel weight. And this thing is like, you know, completely jamming, Right. Well, see, when you think about what happened here, it's, it's like when you find a used car, it's it's the real values or the fixer-uppers, right? I, you know, the ones that you can buy really inexpensive because they look like, oh, but then lo and behold, inside there is, is something that can all be fixed and it all can be fixed right up and away you go. Well, the reason I say all this is that Jesus really is in that business. He, he is a fixer-upper. <laughs> and it's very interesting to me, God had me in this passage this week, that in Isaiah 11, you read of Jesus's anointings, and he had seven of them, and, and they're very important. I've studied them for years and years and thought about them on all sorts of levels, but they are wisdom and understanding and counsel and might and knowledge and fear of the Lord and a delight in the fear of the Lord. Those are the seven in order. But interestingly, I'd never paid so much attention to what he did with all those gifts that he had, all those anointings that he had, according to Isaiah 11. And so when you read that, here's what he actually 
right, is going to do with those gifts. It says, but with righteousness, he will judge the poor and reprove with equity the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips, he shall slay the wicked. If you listen, what's he going to do with those gifts? He's going to judge who? The ogres. Okay, I'm just saying. He's going to judge the poor and he's going to judge the meek. In other words, it's the, the 2006 Chrysler Sebrings out there that have a water leak and they got this, that, and the other. They're poor and they're, and they're meek. You notice who he's not judging, right? He's not judging the brilliant and the great. He's not judging the leaders or the strong. He's not judging the, the most importantly, he's not judging the good doers and the meritorious, right? And when you look carefully at that word judge, and that's the reason why today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letters pay, which has to do with your mouth, and the Hebrew letter tet, which has to do with goodness. Because if you look at the word goodness, I mean, excuse me, if you look at the word uh, judge in Hebrew, that word, the, the operating idea is mouth goodness. In other words, he tastes, because it says he's not going to do it with his eyes or with his ears, but he's tasting for goodness. He, it'd be pretty easy to find all your faults, by the way. It's pretty easy to point out that that car had a leaking sunroof and it had this, that, and the other. But to find the goodness, he'd see to taste the goodness, taste the Lord and see that he's good, right? Not with his eyes, not with his ears, but with his taste. That's interesting. And that's the, he's going to reprove the poor and the meek, right? And, and so when we really look at our own situation, and, and, and here's another part of the Nelda story that I think is very important. You know, obviously we knew that she was going to pass. And so we began to have those conversations because I wanted to make sure that she ended up with us forever, forever now, eternity. And I would go, Nelda, how, you know, when the time comes, how are, how are you going to know that you're going to be with Jesus? Hoping that she would say, oh, I know him well. I spend a lot of time with him every day and all those kind of things. But instead I heard this very scary answer. And her answer was, well, I've done really good things my whole life. I've been a really good person. For which I said, thank you for playing. You now enter the smoking section. <laughs> you know, this is not the answer. He's not going to judge the meritorious. He's not going to based on all your goodness because you haven't. It's filthy rags, folks. I mean, it, we don't have that. But having him in your heart, knowing him is what will get you there. And we're going to talk about more and your story when we come back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Oh, no. This is all wrong. You're not supposed to be an ogre. now when did someone love you in spite of your ogerness <laughs> it's just an amazing thing i got my good friend jerry here with ray's body shop he got a little traffic caught in the traffic this morning jerry but it's good we to rolled have you. in though we made it it's it's wonderful to have you and you know the idea here is obviously you you've probably had it with a car or two that looked like it was it was a goner but mechanically 
They're just cars. They can be fixed. And, and similarly to you, right? And, and the real issue, the real, real issue, you know, and I, I, I just relate it to marriage because it's so much connected to marriage because Jesus loves us as a husband, right? And so that idea of saying yes to the dress is very, very, very much connected to what the idea is I'm, uh, that God has given me to try to get across this morning, okay? And the best way I know to get across this idea is to tell you a story of my own ogreness, okay? Like, I was a giant ogre. In fact, I'm still pretty much a giant ogre. I'm a six foot five ogre. <laughs> a mature giant ogre. <laughs> yeah, very old <laughs> giant ogre. But nonetheless, um, you know, just to, just to call it as it happened, I, I had this horrible addiction to pornography. I really did for many, many years of our marriage. In fact, even after I began doing the Christian Car Guys show and we started doing these boot camps and it became glaringly obvious to me, it, it really was, is the shame and the guilt and all these things piled on. But my wife had told me many times, if I ever knew in any way, shape or form you were involved in that, I'm out of here. Right. So the last person I was ever going to tell that I had that problem was Tammy. Right. And so I had my helmet firmly in place so that she couldn't see the ogre that was underneath that thing. Well, as a result of some miraculous healing, which is an amazing story, really is God took me back into where I had been abused as a child and showed me how I got stuck and how my innocence had been robbed from me and how he would come in and heal that, and I was a fixer-upper. And he loved me in spite of the fact that I had all those problems long after I came to Christ, right? He didn't fix me up before I came to Christ. He fixed me up after I came. You know, in other words, and he's still fixing me, by the way. I've got all kinds of issues. Ask anybody that knows me well. But there you go. Now came the, 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 the test. Literally, there was a marriage retreat within one or two weeks of, of, of this happening with me. Okay. And at this marriage retreat I went to, which is also part of masculine journey and the, the, the ministry that I'm involved in, the, the last thing that happened on the last day was you were supposed to go have what was called a covenant of silence with your mate and tell them something that you'd always been afraid to tell them that you knew was hurting your marriage. <laughs> really, like, do you think God orchestrated this? Like, oh my gosh, right? And so there I was with this horrible, horrible, horrible thing into my ogreness that I needed to, to, to tell my wife about. And it broke, I mean, I told her and it broke her heart. And I, I risk, I thought this, you know, it was like, don't try this at home, folks. You can lose your marriage. I mean, a lot of people do. And um, for the first time in my life, because my wife forgave me, she began to love me, not the helmet, right? And, and so she embraced, in other words, she played Jesus. Like she, and she helped me with the fixer upper part of praying for me, you know, checking in with me and all those things that helped, you know, over the next few years to get me, you know, where I was free from that addiction. But Jesus ultimately gave me the, the, the healing but it wasn't just like, oh, well, now you're fine. <laughs> and so the idea here is I'm trying to point out is like, oh, my goodness, you have this story. If you don't have it, I hope you will have it. OK, because 
when God gets in there, when Jesus gets in there and he begins to heal the inner ogre, okay? And you you have a chance to share with people that, yo, this, this is really who I am, and they still love you? Then you feel loved. Because it's just like Jesus said. He said, you know, when you love the lovable, what what grace is that to you? But when you love the unlovable, that's now you're now you're now you're embracing, you know, what Jesus did, right, Jerry? Oh man. <laughs> I don't even know where to follow up with that story. You know, as you're talking, a couple things come to mind. The first one is you even, you know, you said it, you know, God healed you after you came to Christ. So many times, so many people I talk to, the first default they throw out there is, you know, I need to straighten, I need to get my act together. I need to straighten some things out in my life. I need to, I need to, I need to. They use these excuses instead of just being obedient to God. Then when you talk, tell the story, you know, you couldn't fix it. I couldn't. God could fix it, though. And... You also played a role in it. We all play a role in, in the sin in our lives and the shortcomings and the those valleys that we go through, and that's being obedient. We have that free will. So we have to get to that mindset of there's no mountain too steep that we can't climb if we do it with our Lord and Savior, if we are doing it with God. If we're laying on Him and His strength and His hope that we're relying on, there's nothing we can't do. And God sees us is that fixer upper i guarantee you i mean it's that's my life it's uh <laughs> right and so there you go that what i am it has been my prayer ever since god gave me this idea for this show that you who have a fixer upper story you know where god came in and healed you or maybe someone you know just loved you in spite of the fact that you were broken like you know and and they continued to work on on, on helping you face that and, and still you know embraced it and loved you in spite of that you weren't lovable you know what did that look like in your life we want to hear your story we're praying we will 866 348 7884 is the number to call in and share 866 348 7884 when we come back when did someone love you in spite of your ogerness? You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Oh, no. This is all wrong. You're not supposed to be an ogre. Did someone love you in spite of your ogerness today on the Christian Car Guy Show? <laughs> and you know, Jerry and I were talking that the, the cool thing, right, is is that just like Fiona and Shrek, right, when when eventually 
she embraced his ogreness and eventually he embraced her ogreness. So guess what? You know, that's why it says forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Like, wouldn't it be nice to know who your spouse really is so that you can love them in spite of their brokenness and you could taste and see what was good and 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 begin to fan the flames of what's good in them rather than point out what's wrong? I mean, that's that that's what happens in, in marriage as you get a chance to go through the years and years is figuring out, wow, that's, that's the good part of my spouse and I'm going to work on that and, and, and I'm going to you know, love her in spite of the fact that there's, she's an ogre to some extent and so am I and guess what? You know, our kids are too. I mean, it's just but it's the whole package. I mean, we were, we were brought into this world we all desperately, desperately need Jesus. And so you may wonder, Robbie, how did you come, you know, how did these things come to you? Well, I am a firm believer in that verse in the Psalm, Psalm 119, that says, order my steps in your word. So every morning I ask God, where are we going today? Where are we going? And so actually where he sent me last week, as I was headed off to Montana, was he sent me to the book of Hosea. And you might remember Hosea is the minor prophet that um, he actually prophesied for over 60 years. And he's one great big long book for a minor prophet, by the way. And he was the one that was to marry the prostitute, right? And, and you may know the allegory there of him marrying this prostitute because they were a picture of what Israel had been, broken, okay? <laughs> Just broken as they could be. Well, interestingly, when you look at the word Hosea, or the, you look at the first chapter, you're going to some, see something that's actually spectacular. The first verse says that Hosea was the son of Beery. Now, Beery means a spring of living water. So when you think of a spring of living water, you can't help but think of the book of John where, right, the woman at the well. Now, Jesus was obviously embracing her in her ogre. I mean, there, he knew the whole story, right? I mean, it couldn't be more clear that the, the shenanigans that she'd been involved in. However, what did he do? He came after her glory, which was the ability to share the gospel, right? I mean, there was very few evangelists in the Bible you're going to find as effective as the woman at the well. Right. She went after, you know, he came after her and she she helped bring the whole area to, you know, Christ. And where was that? Right. It was at a well of living water, no doubt. And in northern Israel, which is, by the way, where Hosea prophesied. And oh, by the way, a little other couple bonus things that I think are very fascinating is the word Hosea, which means salvation, is actually Joshua's given name. When he was born, his name was Hosea. Did you know that? If you find where, you know, in, in, in where they talk about Joshua early on, there it is. It's Hosea. But Moses renamed him. And he put a J in front of a, a Yud in front of the, the Hosea to get Joshua, which is God saves. Okay. Because he knew that he needed a little help based on you know, the shenanigans that would happen with the spies <clears throat> and all that happened there because it was 10, you know, against two. <laughs> but anyway, don't you find it fascinating? I do. I do. That after Moses and Miriam, which was the original spring of living water, right? Miriam's well. That well, Then came Joshua. Well, Beery was Hosea's father. 
this other spring of living water. And what's Hosea talking about? He's talking about, he's marrying Gomer, marrying her, right? Which is what Jesus really did with the woman at the well. With, with, you know, in, in, spiritually, this is what happened. They became one. And, and because of that, she became, you know, this unbelievable evangelist in spite of her ogerness. Right? Isn't that cool, Jerry? Yeah. We tell that story and stuff, you think about that. that if we bring it to today's time and stuff, you look, you know, we all have that. And, and we don't know, you know, we may be that woman at the well that initially, when you start reading that story, it's like, what impact is she going to have on Christianity, on, on bringing people to, to understand God's mercy and God's grace and all of that? Just a woman at the well, you know, it may be the guy at the end of the table or at the end of a workbench or a student across the, the aisle from you. It may be where it starts. I'm sure Billy Graham growing up, nobody would ever thought he was going to be a guy who's going to influence so many people for Christ. It's just Well, Jesus explained it in Matthew 5. The qualifications were A, poor, and B, meek. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, and, and she, she met that criteria, as did the 12 disciples. It, it, it isn't the great. It isn't the brilliant. It isn't, that isn't who he went after. And, and, and so how do you qualify? Poor and meek. And, 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 and he tastes. And I know he doesn't have a taste for pride. He just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, if we look at Matthew, we go let's flip a few, few chapters forward, and you get into Matthew seven, I think seven twenty-two. You know, how does God judge? One thing He talks right there in that that passage. All these people that the world sees as Christians, as as good doers, as people, as you said, with your mother-in-law, I. I've always done a lot of really good things. Surely I'm God's going to accept that. Yeah. Yeah, God's going to, you know, in that that passage he says, I don't even know you. I mean, everything that you got rewards, you got it on heaven. And you know, it wasn't in heaven. You were storing up on earth. That was your reward. Right. And which gets to the heart of the issue, which is do you know him? Right. And that that really is is that marriage. It is that forever now relationship with the God that you that you can embrace because it requires a relationship, not anything that you do. Trust. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta 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 trust and you also have to trust that you can share. Because that may be the one of the biggest obstacles for all of us in our relationships is trusting that other person or trusting other people to be able to pull back the the curtain right and and, and it's it's an interesting thing the, the huge role that faith plays in all this right that grace the, the you know the the operating letter in the word grace isn't is the word the letter that means faith that Jesus has faith in you like really yeah he does. That's what grace is favors. In other words, he knows you're going to you're going to accept him. He knows that 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 you have what it takes to be a son of God. He, he that's what grace is. In in spite of what you did, he knows that that there's something that is actually lovable in there and he is going to work with you in order to get it out there. And, and so therein lies that opportunity. 
But right now, there's somebody who needs to be courageous and call and tell us their story. 866-348-7884 is a number to call in and share. 866-34-TRUTH. And so as we right, try to be like Jesus, it's really a cool thing to me, Jerry, like the Jesus labor love, that we have an opportunity, right, to help the poor and the meek because these are the people that have the qualifications <laughs> that this is what Jesus is looking for. Did you ever note that? That like, okay, well, here we go. This is the, this is the people that he is going to judge and reprove. Wow. You know, Jesus labor love. I mean, how many, how many of those women are that woman at the whale? Oh my goodness! You just, just think on that. And, and let me tell you, based on the ones that have called in and shared afterwards, it, you know that have that same gift she had to communicate and tell people what Jesus did in their life, and and it, and it isn't about what they did; it's completely about what Jesus did. Yeah, when you, when we can tell our story, when I when I talk to somebody, I can you can open the Bible up and I can quote and read verses, but if they don't believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that is just I might as well be opening up a novel or another book because they're not they don't believe in that. But you can tell them your story, what Christ has done to change your life. You can't argue with that story. Oh no, and we don't want to argue with your story. We want you to call in and share because you don't know whose life you might touch and encourage because I guarantee it somebody out there is experiencing the same thing that you went through. 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four. Truth. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Oh no! This is all wrong. You're not supposed to be an ogre. someone love you in spite of your ogerness, right? That, that they got a look of you without your helmet on and oh my goodness. <laughs> and I've got a picture on my website at christiancarguy.com of, you know, of Shrek, you know, when he took off the helmet and he kind of smiled at her. It's a classic picture of Shrek. Everybody ought to look at it. But how exciting. We have Logan in North Carolina is calling in. He's got a story for us. Logan, when did someone love you in spite of your ogerness? Yeah, so I, I joined a new church family, and um, I was struggling with drugs, and I was struggling with uh, pornography. And, um, you know, I had I had a few things in my life that were really weighing me down, and uh, the church family I joined, you know, they accepted me uh, regardless. And But, you know, they, they wanted to see me, they wanted to see me repent, you know, they wanted to see me saved. Um, and that's, that's really a crucial step. Uh, if you're struggling with something, you have to, you have to repent of those things. Um, so that's how I kind of got, uh, like they accepted my ogreness, like, like how you're saying, and really without love, you know, without that, we won't know how to, how to repent the right way. And I really think that's, 
this is a great radio show on on just leading other people to a, a love like that for others. So, yeah, and what a, what a beautiful thing, oh, Logan. I I appreciate your call more than you know because you know. I'm sure, like me, your fear was if people really knew who I was, there's no way they would want to talk to me, right? <laughs> I mean, when you're under that helmet, you you feel safe. <laughs> but when you take the helmet, when you take the helmet off, which, by the way, I applaud your courage, just getting on the radio and admitting that that you've had those struggles, right? That isn't so easy. That takes. But the beauty of it is, it's wonderful when people love you for who you really are, right? And you and you knew, because they knew who you were. I mean, how how amazing is it when people obviously do that, but then also you get a chance to love them back when you find out, oh, well, you know, they've got a few things in their life that they're working on and I can help them, right? Absolutely. And, you know, it says iron sharpens iron. Uh, it says that in the Bible. And, you know, we should all, all work on helping each other um, so we can grow as, as fruitful members of the body of Christ. Oh yeah. That, that, that yeah. verse in second Corinthians, it says is God, you know, comforts those, you know, with the comfort that we were comforted with that whole idea of, you know, as God comforted you through those addictions and he's comforted me, right. Then we can help others that are struggling with the same thing, which is exactly why I'm so glad that you called because I believe me, there's lots and lots and lots of people out there listening that have struggles that have totally lost hope, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that you were like me. I thought there was no hope, no hope for Probably. overcoming that because I'd battled it for 30 or 40 years. Absolutely. And, and you know, I was battling it too, and uh, I got to a point where God's conviction was, you know, laying heavily upon me, and I realized if I don't join a church and do something, you know, uh, it's really going to come down to the judgment of when I stand before God's throne. And I want to, I want to not based upon works, but based upon his grace and mercy. That's I good. just want to follow him and walk in truth and obedience. I can tell that. That's wonderful, Logan. Thank you. Uh, it's such a blessing. You called, you made my day. You really did. Thank you so much for calling in today. Yes, sir. I appreciate your radio show. And uh, if anybody's struggling, know that there's hope. We just have to, we have to cling to the cross. You know, we have to plead the blood and we have to, we have to really get plugged into a local church. That's really the best way that we can, you know, overcome those addictions. Right. I, I couldn't agree with you more that Jesus is the answer. But like you said, you you know, you have to actually put that up on the altar. <laughs> I mean, you got you to gotta be willing to sacrifice that thing and, and, and put it up there and then, you know, find out, you know, is there something in your story that you really need Jesus to get into and heal? Right? Are there people that I need to forgive? Are there people, you know, that that essentially I need, you know, Jesus's viewpoint on what actually happened? Because a lot of stuff that happens to us when we're kids, we really need Jesus's viewpoint so that we can begin to understand that. Wow, you know, they went through similar things in their own life, right? That they, that didn't happen by accident. Um, you know, that our battle isn't against flesh and blood. But those people have stories, too, that went into all that stuff, right? Well, thank you again, Logan. You have a great day. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Bye. What a powerful story. <laughs> and, and one of the things Logan said, and I think it's so important, I think we miss sometimes, is the fact of getting plugged into a church, getting plugged into a community of believers 
who are going to walk alongside you. He's going to, you know what? Sometimes it's rough doing that because sometimes our true friends and true Christian brothers and sisters are going to tell us things we don't want to hear. But that's what we need. I think Satan has used COVID and all the things that we have in society that's dividing us and breaking the people away from the church and away from other believers. That's a dangerous place that we can slip into easily. Oh, oh, and, and unfortunately, sometimes churches are a dangerous place to share things. Right. Because people become judgmental and prideful and all that stuff rather than coming in and embracing and 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 being, you know, the hands and feet of Christ when somebody admits that they got these struggles, then then, you know, again, they do need to repent. But how can we work through this without me? you know, becoming judgmental and all those things are, are a big part of the issue of we have to be in a position to forgive others because we have to embrace our own. Church oh, should be a place of the broken and the the sick and the sinners. It's like going to the hospital. I mean, going to the hospital and say, I don't want to ever go there because there's a lot of sick people. Why do they let all these sick people in the hospital? Church should be the same thing. Which is exactly what Jesus said, right? He, he couldn't have been more clear that, that, you know, the sick, you know, don't need a doctor. <laughs> I mean, the, the well don't need a doctor is what Jesus said. It, it, you know, he said, you know, go see what this means, that I desire mercy, not sacrifice, right? That, that I desire knowledge of God, which means to get to actually know me, you know, rather than, you know, burn offerings, and, and, you know, that's, that's the idea that is so beautiful that mercy <clears throat> accepts us for who we really are, but then, you know, loves us through, because it's not going to be, it's not going to be judgment that's being judgmental with somebody. It's going to actually be love and acceptance, but at the same time, you know. Love the individual. You got to love the individual and point them and help them be on a path to recovery, whatever that recovery is. But as a Christian, as a church, as any believer in Jesus Christ, that should be our goal. It's not to to judge and to to push somebody to the side and and back into the shadow. It's to bring them out to the light. Oh, and I, I you know, there's nothing I could love more than occasionally the woman at the well will walk into our church, literally. I mean, she comes in, and it's obvious that it's the woman of the well. And when people put their arm around her and, and start to love on her, and, and she's got questions, and sometimes she's a little snarky, you know? <laughs> Just like I was. All right, well, I want to thank you all for listening. Remember, you can find out all about the Jesus Labor Love and all that ministry at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as today's posts or any of our stuff. Even Christian Car Guy Theater, which we will get this episode out. I'm going to be at the NRB next week, but then who knows? But anyway, we're going to get it done. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Jerry, for being with me today and for Logan for calling in. And um, Great morning. It was. It was. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. And again, I'm so blessed that you listened today. This is the Truth Network.